From COK Studios and Anne Strangeham's Solarium, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider an update on the midterm elections as we kick off our Consider the Vote 2018 coverage. We'll also consider an interview with new Russian special envoy to the U.S., Steven Seagal. And we'll consider that a skunk sat on a stump and thunk the stump stunk. But the stump thunk, the skunk stunk. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from RussianFriendFinder.com, helping Americans find Russian friends who are willing to do them a favor for a price. Ask about our special diplomats club for U.S. government officials. And the law firm of Simon and Garfunkel, dealing with cases of music copyright and publishing since 1965. Simon and Garfunkel. We will see you in Scarborough Court. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The 2018 midterm elections are less than 100 days away, and Russia is expected to try and interfere with them, as it did in 2016. The White House maintains that it is doing everything it can to ensure the integrity of the upcoming elections. But there doesn't seem to actually be much urgency from President Trump and his team with regard to stopping Russian interference. What are the existing threats and what are the new threats that could affect the outcome of the midterms? Both Democrats and Republicans have a lot at stake, so it would be in both parties' best interest to avoid any foreign meddling in the process. Senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock has been investigating what needs to be done to safeguard U.S. elections in this installment of our Consider the Vote 2018 coverage. Whenever you use technology, there are vulnerabilities that go along with that. And the Russians in particular have been working to exploit those vulnerabilities with regard to U.S. elections. We know that in 2016 they sought to intrude upon the election infrastructure in several states. We also know they were only successful in one instance in Illinois, where they got into the statewide voter registration database. Even though they didn't alter any records, it had an impact on voters' perception of security. How is the government going to make sure that the 2018 election is more secure? Oh, we know that there are some shady things happening, but we'll make sure that nothing goes wrong this year. Terry Oswald is a poll worker in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and she has been tasked with helping make sure that the midterm elections are safe and secure from Russian interference. I know that there's people out there that will say, Oh, what can a couple old ladies do to stop the pesky Russians? Oh, but even though Miriam and I were born at night, We weren't born last night. Last week, Terry and her fellow poll worker, 87-year-old Miriam Udall, were asked to be part of a Trump administration task force that responded strongly to attacks from lawmakers that not enough was being done to combat the Russians' work in undermining our election process. Oh, we were so thrilled to get invited to Washington. I only went there one other time when I was a little girl. Roosevelt was president then. It seems smaller this time. Miriam and I know how to keep people from making problems at the polls because we've been volunteering for so long, so they asked us for our opinion. Well, we don't get a lot of Russians in Sheboygan, but if we do, we'll make sure they couldn't vote or mess with our machines or whatever. 
Election officials across the country have gone to a lot of effort to make sure that they're training their staff and hiring better staff so that they won't fall victim to things like spear phishing attempts and password hacking. But with the Trump administration calling the Russian interference a hoax, it could undermine the effort. Oh, I won't tell you who I voted for because that's my business. But I will give my life before I let anyone try and mess up this election, no matter what the president says. Oh, Miriam is very strict. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, that's why I'm not worried about the Russians doing anything to affect the vote in our area. Oh, yeah, I've refused to give out I voted stickers to people before, and I'll do it again if I have to. No Russians will get one, that's for sure. Are you sure that'll be enough to deter Russian hackers? Oh, yeah. People really want those stickers. Oh, yeah, they do. Quite. What else will you be doing to secure your polling station? I've asked Reggie, oh, he's the janitor at the middle school where we volunteer, to make sure that he puts out cones so that people know where to stand while they wait in line. Oh, yeah, and if people try and cut in line or move the cones, they're probably Russians. So I'll tell them to leave. If they won't, I'll chop them with my cane. And I'll tell them that the bathroom is for registered voters only. That usually weeds out the fakers and frads. Sounds like a strong plan. Oh, we don't want to get tough, but oh, we will if we have to. Yeah, you just try and stop us, Putin. Leadership coming from the White House would be very helpful to further secure our elections. The government needs to find ways to deter those who might interfere. And Miriam and Terry can't be everywhere at once. For COK News, I'm Gordon Nutrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to international relations. On Sunday, Russian President Vladimir Putin named action star Steven Seagal a special representative for Russian-U.S. humanitarian ties in order to deepen cultural, art, and youth ties between the two countries. Seagal's new role will be similar to a U.N. goodwill ambassador, and Russian officials say that the actor, who is known for his martial arts prowess, will receive no salary. Dinah chatted with Seagal about living in Russia and his new role. Today, we're chatting with newly appointed Russian Special Envoy to the U.S., Steven Seagal. He joins us from his dojo in Moscow. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Of course. Why do you think you were chosen to serve in this new role by the Russian government? I've always had a very strong desire to do all I can to help improve Russian-American relations. I've worked tirelessly in this direction for many years unofficially, and I'm now very grateful for the opportunity to do the same thing, officially. I'm ready to give a roundhouse kick to the fractious relationship between our two countries. What do you envision as your first initiative? Well, I've spent my life training and doing martial arts, so I want to stick to my roots. I think the best way for me to help is to get people from both countries to come to my dojo and train together. I also think we could find ways to make movies and TV shows that allow Russians and Americans to cooperate with one another. Oh, I see. I'd love to make a new Under Siege movie, Under Siege 3, Detente, where Russians and Americans work together with me to rescue a train full of circus animals that's been hijacked by South American mercenaries. I know a guy who runs a really depressing Russian circus where we could get the animals 
and I have an American friend who owns a train, so it's win-win. Oh, that does sound promising. I've also always wanted to fight a giraffe and an elephant, so that'll be cool. I'm sure people will love to see you fight depressed circus animals. President Putin trusts my artistic instincts, and I hope that President Trump does too. I already have my good friend Jean-Claude Van Damme lined up to play the villainous ringmaster. I hope that through Under Siege 3, Detente, we can mend some of the bad feelings between Russia and the U.S. and give the distrust between the two countries a larynx-shattering throat punch. Do you see it as a problem that the U.S. president is a reality TV star and that special envoys like yourself are actors, not diplomats with real training? What? I'm not sure I care for your tone. I've killed men for lesser insults. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll overlook it this time. I completely disagree. Actors have to be prepared to play a variety of roles, and my new job as envoy is just another role that I've been asked to play. I bet I've got a lot more experience traveling the world and understanding different walks of life and jobs than you do, thanks to my acting. Well, I know that you have traveled extensively. Yes, I have. And I've studied a variety of jobs and lifestyles for my films. For example, in my critically acclaimed film, Above the Law, I played a cop who was good at martial arts. But in my film Under Siege, I played a Navy cook who is good at martial arts. I've got a lot of range, as you can see. Indeed you do. In my recent film, The Perfect Weapon, I went outside my comfort zone. I played a totalitarian dictator who is good at martial arts. I actually based my performance on Vladimir Putin. He's such a good guy. I really treasure our friendship. Finally, I know that you are a musician as well. Will music play a part in your new role as Envoy? I hope so. I hope that my songs, my acting, and my ability to kill a man 63 different ways with my hands and feet can help heal things between Russia and the U.S. If I can't fix this, nobody can. I'm sure that's true. We appreciate your efforts. Thank you. If you're ever in Moscow, come by the dojo, and we'll teach you how to kill a man with your pinky toe. Hmm, we'll see. That was Russian Special Envoy to the U.S., Steven Seagal. Now it's time for our weekly Big Little Wins, because we need to celebrate any wins we can. Congrats to Diana Price, who remembered to take a list of all her medications with her to the doctor last week. We know how hard it is to remember the weird names for all of the generic types of medicine when they make you fill out that form. So well done on this Big Little Win. Kudos also to Carmen Hernandez, who only needed to take seven puffs of her inhaler yesterday instead of 12. Your cough has calmed down a lot in the past few days, so that must mean that all the wildfires in the area are hopefully being contained. Maybe you'll only need to take three or four puffs tomorrow for an even bigger little win. If you want to share a big little win with us, post one on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. I'm trying so hard. I just want You're to go on. You're doing the- <laughs> right now. You're doing You're it. You're doing real well.
No, I'm not. I feel like everybody in this whole podcast, you guys, can we just talk for a minute? <laughs> no, let's keep going. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> feelings? We don't have feelings. Podcasts don't have feelings.